Ladies and gentlemen, we're back for another episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. My name is Josh. My name is Anthony. And we will be your guides for episode 406. Uh, okay, Anthony, here's a, a random question I thought of when I was up pouring myself a drink upstairs. Uh, so I'll just go with this. What was the last thing that you bought online uh, that you received in the mail? Oh, um, uh, Shout Factory had mm. their 50% off sale. So I got mm. The Burbs, a classic Tom Hanks movie from the yeah, late I 80s. I don't know that one at all. Um, and A Wild at Heart, which is a David Lynch movie from the early 90s. Wild at Heart? Yep. That is the name of a very bad uh Christian men's book. Yep. Uh, I'm familiar with the book as well. And actually the first time that I saw the movie was when I was first getting into David Lynch and I was aware that that book existed with that title. Yeah. And it's actually, the movie is based on a book called wild at heart. That is not that book. <laughs> not that one. Um, Which, and was very confused for a little while. Yeah. Um, but I also, um, and I snapped you about this and this is, I think worth a little bit more of a discussion. I recently, uh, for the first time, dabbled in a Facebook Marketplace purchase that You've came just it? before. No, first yeah. Facebook mar- mar- first Facebook Marketplace purchase. Wow! Um, because uh, I don't want to be one of those weirdos who's like obsessed with fall and spooky season. <laughs> yeah. But like you know, Halloween's coming up, and I do like to like celebrate that privately and not like <laughs> annoying other people with it. Yes. Um I I totally like am with you and understand that but it's kind of funny to say that you celebrate Halloween privately. <laughs> well, that's a, true. It's, it it's sounds a, dumb it's when a you personal put it that private way. Celebration. Yeah. Well, it's just like I enjoy I horror movies but it's not yeah. like a lifestyle. Like I'm right. not posting like the weird videos of like the guy from Scream like dancing and Yeah. Right. Like weirdos. <laughs> but I uh have never seen the original 1978 Dawn of the Dead. Oh, really? And it's basically impossible to get a hold of. Ah. Um, it is all physical media is out of print. Yeah. Um, you can't like even rent it on like Apple TV or Voodoo or any of those. Really? Um, it's basically like it doesn't exist if you don't have a DVD or Blu-ray copy. Of course, Last yeah. Step C Shop doesn't have any copies yeah. on hand. I've been searching forever for a copy. Finally broke down and bought a bootleg Blu-ray on yeah. uh facebook marketplace uh-huh. uh there's a guy on facebook marketplace that sells bootleg blu-rays of that <laughs> and like the the de-specialized editions of star wars um de-specialized yeah so that? like in, in the 90s they came out with the special editions with like the extra oh, cg and stuff yeah it's like the original theatrical oh, cuts nice. of, yeah. of star wars so yeah i got it and it was a very like came very prompt it's a very like professional looking like if you didn't know that it was a bootleg Blu-ray, you probably uh-huh. wouldn't like think twice looking uh-huh. at it. I have not watched it yet. I'm waiting till October. Yeah. But uh, I popped it in. It was actually a little bit. I was almost. I almost had a moment because I popped it into my 4K Blu-ray player, which of course is it plays 4K Blu-rays, regular Blu-rays, and DVDs. Uh-huh. I popped it in and I had video but no sound, and I was like. Guys, you know, I wasted 12 bucks on this uh, freaking yeah. bootleg Blu-ray. Now it doesn't even play sound. 
But I was like, well, I'm going to just check. And it plays in our bedroom Blu-ray player and it with sound. And it plays on my PlayStation 4 with sound. So I don't know if there's something on my 4K player that like knows that it's... <laughs> yeah, it's not having it. It's, yeah. 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 So I, I am now, I, I'm still going to be able to watch it. I, uh, yeah, so I look forward to that. I've never seen, it's interesting too. Here's a little bit nerd uh, moment. Uh, so it turns out the rights issues I did, I, I had snapped that snap to you and I also snapped it to Tyler, uh-huh. a friend of the show, Tyler Erickson. And uh, he was like, he was like, oh, I got curious. And he sent me an article about it. And basically the guy who owns the rights to <laughs> the original Dawn of the Dead, like, spent like six million dollars or something like that converting it to 3d but it looks like junk and so he's just like doesn't want to take a loss on that so he just like doesn't allow people to release it physically or rent it which seems like a bad business decision yeah but it's ironic and this is where my nerd part comes in because i don't know if you know this but the original night of the living dead of which dawn of the dead is a sequel to okay yeah, I had Night of the Living. I was like, I'm pretty sure I own Night of the Living Dead, but, okay, <laughs> well, but I was mixing it up with Dawn of the Dead. Okay. Here's where the irony comes in. The Night of the Living Dead is notorious because when that movie was made, um, you know, it was like a little independent movie shot yeah. in black and white mm-hmm. um, by like a first time director, to my knowledge. Don't call me out, nerds. Sorry <laughs> if that's not true <laughs> Yeah, uh, about George Romero. But I think it, if not his first, one of the first movies that he directed um, and they forgot to copyright it. So that movie is in the public domain. Oh, like <laughs> you could legally like just burn that to a bunch of DVDs and sell them for profit and it'd be Nothing legal. Can do about it. <laughs> um, and so it's, yeah, it's kind of ironic that that movie is basically like, yeah, it's extremely accessible. And now Dawn of the Dead, the sequel is very difficult to get a hold of. Huh, so. Interesting. Yeah. I did not know any of that. So anyway, those three Blu-rays, are, I think, are the last three packages that I've received in the mail. Nice, nice. How about yourself? Yeah, uh, I had a big mail day today. That's why when I walked upstairs, oh, yeah. I thought of that question. So I got three things in the mail today. One was uh, a battery-powered shaver for my bald head. I finally mm-hmm. uh, broke down. and going to try the mechanical thing. Uh, I tried it out tonight. It's not the same as as a mm-hmm. you know like a Bic, uh, yeah. but it'll be nice for the in between. Uh, right. For some for whatever reason, I feel like my hair is growing faster these days, and it's a real pain in the ass to have to <laughs> sh- shave my entire head like every two days. So yeah. this will be a nice in between thing. Um, so you are here's another question of etiquette. Um, so you up to this point have been a, uh, yeah, just a disposable razor. razor guy. Same for the beard. Well, I rarely use a razor. When you, when you, right. Um, When you shave fully clean, the rare times that you would. I'm always a little afraid to go all the way down with the razor. So even when I do the mustache, I used to do a mustache every spring. I called Mm -hmm. it my back stash because my uh, like final service of the year that I have to do is called baccalaureate. And Mm -hmm. so after baccalaureate, that would be like, all right, start of the summer. Here comes my back stash. Mm-hmm. But even then, I would just like take the the clippers, like the hair clippers, and do it on the lowest. Just trim down to a five leave, o'clock shadow. Yeah, leave some scruff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I rarely go full razor down sure. to the skin on the beard. But okay. Yeah. So we'll Interesting. see. Interesting. But okay. 
No, that's I. I mean, I really do too. There was probably like a solid like two years in there when that's what that's what all I would do mm-hmm. is do a Clipper. But it's crazy to think because now I almost always have at least some semblance of facial hair. Yeah, I haven't trimmed this since like Memorial Day, and I've decided that mm-hmm. I'm not going to touch it until Halloween. Nice. Um, just to see because I think this is about as long as my beard has ever gotten. So I yeah, just want to. I'm going to go a little bit extra. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but. I'm probably going to repeat last year's Halloween costume because we couldn't go out. We just literally like did it and took a picture. Right. Um, so, uh, which involves shaving my face clean, which I have done. Mm. I did last year for Halloween, even though we just stayed at home <laughs> just for the picture. <laughs> um, and then I think I, I never, no, I didn't do it earlier this year, but I did trim into a mustache and went fully clean around the mustache earlier this yeah. spring. Yeah. But I am a, there was, I, but, to get to my point was there was a summer either 2007 or 2008 where I worked at Snake Creek mm-hmm. um, when I was working maintenance and I would work 8 to 4.30 every day and when I would get home I would take a shower at the end of the day because I was yeah. doing all sorts of crazy whatever <clears throat> and I would it was like part of my routine that I would shave at the end of the day <laughs> every uh-huh. day Wow! and like I think about that like man I like made a point to shave every single day <laughs> um, yeah that summer which is like uh yeah that's like really strange to me but i was always like i'm a, i'm like a strict like razor guy you know like yeah shaving cream uh-huh. all that stuff and it's uh-huh. weird to me that people shave with like the the weak uh electric shavers i i abandoned that long ago for my face and i was not super expectant for what it would do to the top of my head and it's it's performed about what i expected you know it's um yeah no i and i i can't remember the last time i didn't have a mustache at least maybe like the first year that we were married i shaved it off but Mm -hmm. that was 2013 so it's probably been since like 2013 that my upper lip was uncovered yeah yeah that's like i said i i shaved last year for halloween i will this year but man before that i couldn't tell the last time that i shaved clean like i used to do it like once a year yeah um and usually like i'd be like a real dumbass and do it like in february and then like step outside once and be like (laughs) this "This was the worst decision i've ever made in my life yeah yeah okay just uh yeah i i something i think about occasionally there's people that are like staunch electric shaver people i'm like that's just yeah no no but yeah, I'm a big fan of yeah clippers. I mean, this will get clips down before I shave it, you know. And if I yeah. were just going for, because I thought about that earlier today, I was like, maybe I should clip down into a mustache. And then was like, no, I want to, I want to see how far this can go because it's only going to get colder from here. Yeah, keep it going uh, for man. a while for so. sure. You've put that much time into it. Mm-hmm. I always think it gets easier to just keep it going. The longer you go, then it just gets yeah. easier to keep it rolling. So, uh. So I got the electric clippers in the mail today. I had ordered a bunch of, I hadn't bought uh, sports cards in a long time, but I ordered mm-hmm. a bunch of cards and got like 20 of them in the mail today that I'm pretty excited about. Uh, so I got those. And then um, I got this musical instrument that I've wanted for a long time. It's, I don't think I brought it down here. Oh yeah, I did. I see it's the a, AJ Styles figure that I gave you. Yes, there it is. <laughs> Look at him. Uh, Charlotte Flair's in is up in Diamond's room right now. Um, this is like a wooden cigar box. Mm-hmm. So it is Dominican cigars. It's a wooden cigar box, but they put like a guitar pickup in here. And then 
you can hook it up to a sound system and it's got volume and it's mm-hmm. a stomp box. And so then like when you're playing uh guitar, you can just stomp on this oh, and yeah. plug it in the sound system and it sounds like a kick drum basically. So I got this for both Northwestern stuff and I've got some uh, sets coming up playing country stuff again that cool. I'm going to use it for. So that was pretty fun. The cool thing about this is I bought it from a guy in Arizona, but it turns out he grew, he was born in Sioux Center and uh, grew up in Sheldon, which is like 20 minutes oh, away. Yeah. So he was, he thought it was pretty cool that this was going back to where he grew up. All right. So, uh, Anthony and I, not afraid to spend money on the internet. That's for sure. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I've been trying to cut back a little bit. I've noticed that my spending habits have kind of picked up. And especially yeah. with, I think, being able to go out and stuff, I'm like, you know, I'm not in danger or anything, but I'm definitely like looking at my checking account and going like, okay, maybe, <laughs> you know, I catch myself like during in the middle of the week being like, I know that I want to go get food from a restaurant, but I've got, <laughs> like, I've got enough here that I can just... Yep. You launch it home. All right. Uh, that's what we've bought off the internet recently. Uh, Anthony, what are you drinking this week? Yeah. Well, still uh, low on beer in the fridge. So working on the last of the Miller Lights. Very nice. Uh, that I bought for our housewarming party two months ago. <laughs> so, I mean, we've we've been stocked for a while. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're getting low and I'm going to have to to go on a beer run here in the morning. Yeah. Well, I decided, uh, that after we recorded the last episode, I needed to loosen up a little bit. So I did go, uh, pour myself. I found a little rum, uh, some white rum that we had up there and, uh, made myself a little mixed drink with some Walmart strawberry water, uh, strawberry flavored. What do they say? Flavored sparkling water beverage. <laughs> um, with strawberry and other natural flavors. So you said we were too efficient the last episode. We got a, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got a, we got a real the, messy in this one. Yeah. So we'll see what happens here, but, uh, that's what we're drinking. That's what we've bought off the internet recently. Let's get into episode 406. Uh, this episode is entitled stay. It originally aired December 9 of 2009 what does haven iron oak have to say about this and has he descended even further into the movie dude one madness let's find out craziness comes to east dillon when their scheduled football game against the undefeated mcnulty team means that the game will be televised meanwhile lila remains in dillon after the funeral and she and tim reconnect oh yeah julie goes awol to a music festival in austin in hopes of cheering matt up Following their first kiss, Landry confesses to Jess that he may still not be completely over Tyra. That was very coherent. It was. Very solid. Uh, I feel like maybe the Landry thing isn't worthy of making the synopsis. Yeah, I agree. Um, And I will say, when I was personally working on the Movie Dude 2 (laughs) synopsis, Uh I, I really struggled with it because I was like, this really, this episode really, really, not to spoil anything right out of the gate, but really only focuses on Julie and Matt and Tim and Lila. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a very central episode on that. So I really struggled mm. to write a uh, a movie due to synopsis, but I did it. Mm-hmm. So if you're ready for it, here it is. 
Let's let's have it. Only one sentence, but with plenty of comments. Ooh, nice work. Coach Stan guarantees a win against an undefeated team. Julie guarantees an ass whipping from Tammy after she leaves with Matt on a midweek excursion to Austin. <laughs> she sure does. And nothing is guaranteed when Lila comes back to Dylan to spend some time with Tim. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, great theme. Um, I'm not sure if we if we submit it to IMDb that they will uh, allow Except the ass kicking parts, right. <laughs> so we might have to self censor. You, you can switch it to butt whipping if you yeah. need to, uh, and kind of turn in the the theme on its head there at the end. Uh, what was that last one? And nothing is guaranteed when yes. Lila comes back to Dylan to spend some time with Tim. That was that was a good touch right there. So, uh, yeah, nice work on that. I appreciate that. Um, as far as Haven Iron Oak goes, I feel like we give him probably like a six or a seven on that one at least. Yeah, probably yep. seven. It's very solid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know that we've been rating our movie dude two <laughs> ones, but I, I'd say you did an excellent job. Nice Thank you. I don't know if we know how to rate on a scale no. from one to ten the movie no. dude two scale, no. but well, I I think we just let the we just let the reliving the lights listeners give us yep. a rating. So. Yep. All right, good. Well, nice work. Thank you, Anthony, for that Movie Dude 2 synopsis. Let's get into this episode. This episode starts with Slam and Sammy on the radio. The East Dillon Lions are playing the McNulty Mavericks uh, the, the up this upcoming Friday. And Slam and Sammy describes McNulty as a team that's kind of supposed to like challenge the Panthers uh, in their, their uh, dominance. Uh, they're supposed to be really good. They score a ton of points. They haven't let anybody score any points in like four games or something yep. like that. So the, the Lions got a yeah, Lions got a big challenge ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, while Slam and Sammy is talking about this, we've got a little shot of Luke working out. We've got Vince at the bar t- barber shop, who he's there with Calvin, the bad influence friend Bozo, Bozo, um, who's clowning on him accurately Mm -hmm. um because he's like you know it's one thing to be on a bad team but it's a whole nother thing to be on a bad team and like having having it televised or whatever (laughs) right yeah that that's that's a pretty valid point i'd say uh we see coach telling his other coaches so stan ah, i can't remember what the other coach's name was we did figure it out the other week but uh telling his two other coaches on his coaching staff uh, that they're not going to let the whole being televised, being on TV thing be a distraction. Going to keep it simple. And uh, Stan Traub, Coach Stan, seems, uh, he agrees with Coach, but he seems pretty pumped about yeah. being on TV, though. Yeah, uh, you can tell he's excited. Uh, next, we're over at Franz Hamburgers, in the words of <laughs> Tim Riggins. <laughs> Franz Hamburgers. <laughs> Yeah, Matt and Julie are making out in the car outside of Franz, which is in like the middle of the day. It's very, yeah. (laughs) Julie cracks a joke about being pregnant with twin aliens. So I think she knows that her genetics. (laughs) I literally, I did not hear the aliens part of that, but wow. 
Yeah. Uh, I think that was a somehow a nod to reliving the lights. 100%. <laughs> well, I think it's just a nod to Gracie being an alien because we've got Everybody that. We've got that I mean, the one scene where Coach is like, where'd you come from? Huh? Where'd you come from? Like, they, I think the screenwriters knew this baby looks like an alien. And Damn, we're gonna this clown. baby's ugly. <laughs> we're going to clown on this alien subtly in the scripts. Oh man, uh, I didn't catch that. I'm glad you did because that really yeah. just validates. Uh, yeah, uh, she says. I, sometimes I feel guilty about non Gracie, but when stuff like this happens, it's like okay, yep. <laughs> you're not yeah, a terrible she's, person. She says like, yeah, I'm pregnant with twins. They're aliens. Um, <laughs> nice. Which yeah, Matt is like, oh, I'm not ready for twins. Yeah, they're joking around, but are they are they joking about the alien part? Yeah, Julie knows that alien DNA is is part of her <laughs> DNA. If it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a hard decision when she decides if she's gonna have kids or not because she knows that she runs the risk. Yes, yep. of birthing <laughs> an alien baby. Yep, so. the kid could be a smoke show like her and her mom, or it could right. be an alien like Gracie. It's a real gamble. Okay, now I think we got to say it. Shout out to uh, Crank Chop on Twitter. <laughs> who dug up on Reddit, supposedly, I'm not completely convinced uh, that that is actually what Gracie, baby Gracie looks like now. But a uh, friend of the show, Crank Chop, uh, did send <laughs> us a screenshot of what the the subreddit, the Friday Night Lights subreddit, uh, claims to be modern day baby Gracie. Yeah. And a nice looking young lady. Yeah, still got a, a forehead, but... <laughs> I I feel like it's a different thing to make fun of a uh That's true. Yeah. A, <laughs> an actual person than Sorry. a baby. So um I I do want to find cuz I do Oh yeah. Um because um the person who posted that post mm-hmm. on the subreddit they said baby Gracie slash Madeline Landry all grown up and the top comment is on is don't you mean Madeline Lance? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nice work, Reddit. <clears throat> That's good. Uh, but yes, Julie and Matt, uh, yes, are joking around about having alien twins. But it comes up that Julie has tickets to <laughs> an indie music festival in Austin, which we're going to assume is Austin City Limits Festival. Yeah, Actually, which, I think it's supposed to be uh, or South, by, South Southwest. by Southwest. Yeah, yep. because... The all the concerts were like at different venues. Yes, that's a good so. point. That's a good point. Yep. Initially, I thought Austin City Limits Festival, Same. but it does make more sense that it would be South by Southwest. Yep. Uh, both of which I would say are number one and number two on my like concert festivals that I want to go to. It just yeah. fits my vibe. It fits like the bands that I love and like, stuff like that. I definitely want to go to Austin City Limits, and I've been like I've got a friend who lives in Dallas that has been inviting me to Austin City Limits for mm-hmm. like freaking like six years yeah and now i can afford to do it so i need to just go one of these years but like um austin city limits is probably my number one south by southwest i like the idea of it but it seems like such a pain in the ass that like everything is in different locations so i don't know if i uh vibe with that as much but maybe we i mean but now i'm in an age though i don't know if you can relate to this I have I'm no age. interest in going to a festival with 30,000 people or more. Not necessarily that. Okay. Because um, that's my thing with concert sure. festivals. I'm to a point where like, oh, the concert 
Oh, Lollapalooza just announces, and I'll look at the list. I'll be like, I don't care about 90% of these bands. <laughs> We're like five, six years ago, seven yeah. years ago. I was like, yes, I need to go to this. Like, oh my God, I need to go to this. So like, yeah. that's my thing is I'm less interested in the bands because mm. they're all these new bands that even I don't have time to, like, I love music. I love finding new music, but like, yeah, it gets, it gets harder the older you get, which sucks. <laughs> it's true. I, I've kind of embraced it. Uh, you know what one we need to go to, though, is Hinterland uh, over by Des Moines. Yeah, my buddy De- went to that this year. God, that's my jam right there. Like, Tyler Childers. I'm so obsessed with Tyler Childers, and he uh. was one of the main guys. And Marcus King Band, I love them. So, But I'm kind of – they they had a lot of, like, alt-country type people, and that's mm-hmm. that's my jam right now. But, um, but no. Yeah, I, had, should- I had a bunch of buddy, buddies go to that this year, actually. Like, it yeah. seemed like my was Snapchat good, was just – It was a yeah. good lineup. It was a really good lineup. Yeah. Um, no, maybe we can uh, line up our Austin trip someday with one of oh, those that'd be festivals dope. down there. That'd be super cool. That'd but, be a hard sell for Angie, but not into that. Not <laughs> she's into that not scene. into crowds even before COVID. Like, sure. And like at the outdoor concerts too. Like, that's yeah. something that's just not for her, but we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. All right. So, uh, she's got tickets. Julie's got tickets yes. to a festival, says, but we don't need to go. And Matt says, no, 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 we should totally go. Um, and so, yeah, it looks like they're going to head down that way. Uh, coach meets with the media, um, handling it pretty conservatively, but then Stan uh, <laughs> excitedly uh, guarantees a win, like yeah. says something like, yeah, we're going to win. <laughs> and the, they're like, do you guarantee? Is that a guarantee that you're going to win? And he's like, yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even his interview. It's coach's interview. Yeah. And he just kind of speaks up from behind him. So yeah, going full coach stand on this one. 100%. I, I got to say, I got to say it, it, his character is a little over the top, but I, but I enjoy coach Stan. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I can totally understand if you didn't like Coach Stan, yeah. but I'm into it. He's so. a bit much. I don't know. I'm not sure how to feel <laughs> now on this rewatch, but that's fine. Uh, Tim gets a knock on the door back in, in his trailer. Yeah. Um, he thinks it's Becky, kind of makes kind of like, Becky, uh, come on. <laughs> um, but he comes to the door and it's Lila. <laughs> yes, it is. Good good to have Minka Kelly back on the show. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. She's still looking incredible. Like a Disney princess come to life. <laughs> yeah, Just one of the most true. beautiful women to ever walk this earth. Um, but uh, she's on a midterm break. They have a pretty awkward conversation. Yeah. Uh, it's not going well. Like no. it was hard to watch. Yep. Um, she kind of is like, yeah, I'm on a midterm break. I'm just seeing my family. I heard you dropped out of college. Yeah. I have, I have that it's awkward and she is pretty judgy, uh, in the whole thing, but understandably so. Mm-hmm. I mean, she mm-hmm. invested a lot in Tim and Tim kind of blew it all. But so, it, yeah, like you said, it's not going well, but yep. eventually Tim just interrupts it all with a kiss. He just basically like goes in hard, uh, which, I don't know about you, but I was like, oh no, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I thought she was going to like completely shove him off. I, I remembered that they had a few uh, 
intimate days in the trailer. So I, I, I remembered what happened with this, but yeah, it, it, it did not seem like a good move just based on the context of what was not at all, but, but she was into it. She was all right. Yeah. She was feeling it. She, as it turns out, is into it. Uh, Over at the Taylor household, Julie and Tammy are fighting about, uh, what do we say? South by Southwest. Yeah. Let's refer to it as such uh, moving forward. Julie and Tammy are fighting about South by Southwest um, Julie is, we're going to see the, maybe the worst of Julie. I don't know. I can't remember for sure. But like I said, last episode, when I think of the Julie Taylor hatometer, this is the episode I think of. Yeah. It's, I think it's of this scene. Get up there. I think of the scene later on in the hotel. This is just, this is what I think of. So Julie tries to play the, uh, Matt's dad died card. Yeah, um, and Tammy sees right through yeah. that. Yeah, no, you're not going to do that. Come on, Julie. Uh, Tammy's not impressed by that. Coach is also not having it when she tries to bring it up with Coach or yeah, when he gets into it. Julie ends the conversation by declaring that you guys are awful. Um, hate you, Julie. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, over at the Saracen household, Landry and Matt are having a catch. <laughs> That's exactly what I put in my notes, having a catch. Yep. Yep. They're having a catch. Uh, Matt tells Landry about the death gratuity yeah. that uh, his family is getting of about $100,000. Yeah. On top of Some, the life insurance. Yeah. On top of the life insurance. So he says, you know, well, grandma's basically set for life and you know, all this and Landry kind of is like, well, what about you? Mm-hmm. And Matt's like, well, what about me? Which is, I think, a um, maybe a little over the top uh, depiction of Matt, mm-hmm. <laughs> like maybe a little extra for uh, like to shove in our faces. Like Matt is a selfless person. Right. You should be cheering for him. But right. But uh, Landry kind of asks how Matt is doing. Mash Matt uh, kind of pushes back a little bit on that. Yeah, Matt gets upset with Landry, um, but Landry kind of declares like, "Okay, it seems like you're kind of lashing out at me, but I'm going to be your friend no matter what. I'm here for you." So uh, I felt like it was a rare display of Landry being a decent human being. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, they have that interaction. The next scene we see is. Tammy is at work and her secretary yeah. comes into the office and says, Oh, Hey, like, okay, here's this business stuff. But then by the way, uh, your daughter called Julie called. She left a message. She said, Hey, don't worry about anything. See you Saturday. I'm off to Austin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, that obviously takes Tammy, uh, kind of blindsides Tammy and understandably is pretty upset about that situation. Yeah, Tammy's pissed. Uh, she tries mm-hmm. to call Julie uh, right there in her office and leaves a message. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty uh, Tammy Taylor uh, <laughs> classic stern message. Yeah. Uh, you know, my secretary just came in. And she told me that you said this, and I know that you're not going to Austin <laughs> without my permission. Blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, the next scene we have is very <laughs> awkward. Very. Okay, I felt I, you know, I was just kind of saying, "Hey, here's Landry being a decent person." Uh, in the last scene that we saw him in, here's Landry being a complete 
dumbass. Man, I think of myself like in high school and like maybe some of the dumber choices I made or maybe some of the dumber things that I maybe said to girls. Mm -hmm. And even I'm like, holy injury. (laughs) It's so bad. Why did you think this was a good idea? It's so bad. So Landry talks to Jess about the kiss. Mm. He's a dumbass. He says like, hey, I've been thinking about the kiss and basically says like, hey, I'm really into you and I think this could really go somewhere. But also there's this other girl that I think I might still be hung up on. Uh, Her name is Tyra (laughs) and uh, Jess slaps him for this absolutely (laughs) insane ignorant display this is one of the i feel like this is a thing with landry where he has like this fixation on being what he considers to be like a morally upright upstanding guy and so he's he thinks it's a good idea that he's just gonna come out and come clean and say like hey i like you but i also have this Mm -hmm. other one he thinks yeah so he thinks it's like this big noble move and it's like, no, you're actually being really. <laughs> yeah. You're being. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's definitely like an internet nice guy, except for <laughs> he somehow has made out with like two, at least two extremely beautiful women. Like, and I don't know how, I don't know how that doesn't give you the confidence inherently to like, just be cool, man. <laughs> but <laughs> Jeez, just just take the W, you yeah. know. Even if that's all that happened with Jess, like take the W, man. Okay, we see Tim and Lila, um, presumably after sex. Uh, yeah, I I think that's mainly what's occupying their time in this yes. uh, these three days that we find out. We find out she leaves in three days to go back to school, but. So that makes Lila hesitant to really like engage with Tim. But Tim says, no, I, uh, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm kind of a moment to moment guy and uh, I can work with three days. That's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's fine with me. I love that. Um, uh, in the, the meantime, Becky knocks at the door of the trailer. Uh, yeah, Tim says like, uh, just so you know, just because there's a woman knocking at my door doesn't mean. <laughs> Yeah, it's awkward. Um, we know that Becky admires Tim, to say mm-hmm. the least. Uh, we also know that Lila is pretty skeptical of some of Tim's womanizing ways. So there's a awkward interaction a little bit between the two ladies there. Um, but they yeah. meet each other and are introducing each other, and it's awkward. So. Yeah, it's for sure a like. But it's also like Lila gets almost like goes into like alpha mode. Yeah. Like, yeah, what's up? I'm in here. You yeah. know what you know what just happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. She kind of she gets a little bit of uh Joe McCoy smug stud of suds things For going sure. on. And yeah, gets a little smug with it. So uh next we see a series of TV interviews and I didn't yeah. uh I they didn't were, take too many notes on no, this. They were all like mildly funny. Um I yeah. did note that Landry said on the tv interview that uh he for some reason he was making an effort to say the interviewer's name multiple times i didn't notice that it's like well emily 
uh, I scored a perfect score on the math portion <laughs> of the SAT. So if the pressure is on, uh, I'm the one you want to go to, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Landry's thing. Uh, Stan, Coach Stan had apparently gotten in trouble for his uh Yeah, so he just stayed silent. <laughs> he didn't say a word. Uh, Coach is pissed by the question. They ask him some oh, question yeah. about forfeiting the first game. He's like, why do you got to waste people's time like this? <laughs> yeah, ask, he gets... You know. Yeah, they ask uh, Tinker if they think they'll win. <laughs> Tinker just uh, loses control laughing at uh, <laughs> the ridiculousness of that question. So... That's uh, the TV interviews. Uh, next, we yeah, see Coach, Matt and Julie. Oh, sorry. Coach Taylor went full Santa Claus after being asked about Christmas. That's why nobody watch what is AOL. That's why nobody watches. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, next, we see Matt and Julie on their way to Austin. Yeah, they're kind of uh, at a rest stop or on the side of the road somewhere. Yeah, having a over for a sandwich or whatever. Like Lila or Lila. Julie called it a picnic, but <laughs> they're just kind of like resting on the windshield. Yeah, I didn't see any sandwiches. They referenced sandwiches. But, yeah. Yep. Uh, Julie's phone starts to ring oh, yeah. and uh, she doesn't answer it. And she kind of just like. I don't know. Matt says something like, Hey, aren't you going to answer that? And she just kind of brushes it off. Like, no, I want to be, I'm here with you now. This is more important or some BS like that. But we know the viewer knows that it's Tammy, uh, trying to get a hold of Julie. Yeah. The call from her home. It's like, right. And like, that's maybe the pop culture, uh, moment of the week where the caller ID that says home. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, <laughs> weird scene that uh, Matt is like harassing Jess Vince. at work. Or I'm sorry, shit. Let me start that over. Yeah, again. start over. <laughs> we get this weird scene where Vince is harassing Jess at work. Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, her dad, like he knows that her dad owns the place and that he's like within earshot. What is he doing? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he's thinking. And isn't he like, isn't he referring to her as like miss, like, Hey miss, yeah. can I get some service? Miss, can here? I get some service? Miss, miss. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, Jess's dad is not having it Bad at all. Bit. <laughs> like, I don't know what Vince was thinking. You gotta pick your spots or something like that. Like, so my roommate, my, well, my older roommate, used to work at Buffalo Wild Wings in Brookings uh-huh. and uh, my buddy, John Green. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Um, he and I, a friend of the show, John Green, um, he and I would like probably like once a month at least uh, do the all you can eat night on Wednesdays. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it was kind of our like, yeah, monthly get together, maybe bi-monthly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so occasionally like my old roommate, we work in there. And so mm-hmm. like, if I got low on water, like I would like try to make eye contact with him and give him like, one of these you know just to like be an asshole Uh, but like you know never to like yeah not actually like one time another server saw it and they're like i'm so sorry and i was like no no no, no. i used to live with him i'm not i'm not rude to servers i used to live with him (laughs) yeah that's i would say that is that would be like a big uh that would be a big thing for you because a 
you don't like yeah. to be a dick to people at yes. all. <laughs> and true. B, uh, especially not to servers. Yeah. <laughs> in, yeah. In general. So. It's true. Correct. But no. <laughs> yeah. I was, I, I remember it happened once and she like brought it over and she's like, I'm really sorry. I was like, no, 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 no please. <laughs> Trust me. You did not need to do that. I used to live with him. Uh, he knows that I'm being a jerk. Uh, he actually, <laughs> yeah. he, he works at Lucky's downtown here in Sioux Falls now. And la- or two weeks ago, Angie and I were walking home from brunch at the Blarney Stone and we happened to walk right by Lucky's and he's always uh-huh. working like the like mid uh, morning to afternoon, like early afternoon shift at Lucky's. And uh-huh. so like he sent me a snap that was like, you know, him <laughs> holding the camera and like flipping me off and seeing Angie and I walk nice. by. It's so, like, that's just, you know, we're, that's just, you know. Yeah where we are uh as friends so yeah no yeah. it was yeah like i said that one time i was like no 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 no, no. i uh, promise you i i feel like vince's was trying i don't know was it trying to be like in good fun or was he trying to be a dick i don't know but i I'm, feel like a li- like 60 percent from column b 40 percent from column a yeah right I think he was. He's being a teenage boy trying to get the attention of a teenage girl. Exactly. Exactly. So I think he, he, yeah. (laughs) But man, knowing that her dad was right there, like how, I don't know if he didn't see that or what, but yeah, he's, he's given, given him the eyes, um, comes over, puts Vince on blast pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, Vince says that he'll take baby back ribs that he was planning on eating them there. So, ah, Jess's dad says, ah, no, you can, uh, order them from the counter and you can take them and leave. Yep. Uh, So that doesn't go over. That does not go over well with Mr. Merriweather. Um, we see Luke in the hall at school trying to be nice to Becky. We know that Luke is a good guy. Yeah. Right? Uh, Becky is just completely shutting it down. Like, oh, I'm sure you brag to all your football friends about me and this and that. I feel like she doesn't know that he's actually a good dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's basically like the other night was a mistake. Basically tells him to screw off. Yeah. Uh, and Luke, in typical Luke fashion, is like, hey, sorry, I misread the situation. See okay, sorry, bye. <laughs> sorry to inconvenience you. Yeah. Uh, this is this is what makes me think that uh, our trial friend Haven Iron Oak it purposely did the ellipses because it does imply right. that something happened the other right. night that would be worth bragging about to his football right. friends. So <laughs> I don't know. Still can't figure that out. Yeah. We we got to get to know we got to get to know Mr. Iron Oak better so that we can better <laughs> yeah. interpret. Haven hey, Iron Oak, come on the show. <laughs> we, we, I don't know if we said this on the show. We actually did find him on Twitter. He hasn't tweeted oh, in we? like three years. Oh, yeah. yeah that very right, first right. night yep, you you're found right. him. But. Or, well, it may or may not be him. It might just be another guy with that name. <laughs> with Haven <laughs> Iron Oak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Luke trying to be a good guy, but it's it didn't go over super well with Becky. Uh, Tammy is leaving Julie there's a bunch of voicemails yeah. trying to get a hold of her. She's obviously furious. Uh, in this scene, Tammy declares that uh, Gracie is her favorite daughter, which you know this shit is serious. <laughs> <laughs> when, yeah, yeah this uh, half alien creation has become <laughs> favored over Amy Teagarden. Yeah. Um, Anyway, you know it's bad. So, 
the main point of the scene though is that yeah tammy is obviously very furious and still freaking out about julie being gone which is i feel like as a parent very understandable i would also be freaking out yeah uh we got a small scene of jess who's trying to put together a special routine special dance routine with the rest of the dance team yeah um the rest of the dance team the rest of the dance team is not into it no. at all no, they're she's like, pushing them hard, but they're. Can we just yeah. do like our usual thing? And she's like, Do you think that's good enough for television? <laughs> Which, <laughs> all right, right, Jess. Uh, so that's what's going on at dance practice. At football practice out on the field, uh, coach is getting the, the Lions ready for McNulty. His, I, I like this strategy that he had, yeah. this plan that he had. Uh, <laughs> instead of having the typical 11 players on defense, uh, he said, we're going to have 13 players on defense, which is which is cool enough in and of itself. But then the extra two players that he's adding <laughs> to the defense are Tim and Billy Riggins. <laughs> Who come out in like game day jerseys yeah. and pads. Billy's got his Panthers uh, get up on. Tim has his All-American jersey on, which I don't know that we knew that Tim was an All-American. No, which is we definitely a pretty big know. honor. I feel like yeah. that should have been brought up, but yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just I thought it was just an extra Lions jersey. No, it said I All-American on the collar. Yeah. yeah. I must have looked down at <laughs> my notes too quickly. Uh but so they're gonna play defense during practice and they light the Lions up uh at the yeah. beginning. They are just all over the place. Uh I have a hard time Believing that Billy Riggins, <laughs> I, I think he's got to be about 30, you know, at least. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, yeah, he's probably about 30. Yeah. There's no way he's not getting gassed. He's <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, the dude like drinks all the time and he's got, you know, like he just yeah. works as a mechanic. So it's not yeah. like he's super active. Yeah. Uh, but he is lighting people up. Yeah. They're super fast, but the lines do start to figure it out. They end up scoring the touchdown. Uh, on the Riggins brothers and the rest of the defense. So things are looking up, I guess, uh, going into Friday. After that, we get a little scene with uh, Lila and Mindy and the men that they love, the Riggins boys, <laughs> uh, hanging out at a bar. Billy is in full-on Uncle Rico mode. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. He is just so excited about how that practice went and ready to pursue a professional career, I think. <laughs> well, he was almost a professional athlete. He That's he almost true. had his card for the uh, PGA card, yeah. Tour. Um, but yeah, so Billy is pumped. Lila, I don't know how, I don't remember how exactly it comes up, but Lila wants to ride the mechanical bull. Yeah, they, they have a little conversation where Lila asks what it's like to be pregnant uh, Billy ends up answering that question for Mindy, which on, Mindy Billy. does not appreciate. No, I think like maybe Mindy makes a comment about like, uh, you know, it sucks because you can't do things like ride the mechanical bull. I think is how it leads. Okay, we was in. I don't know. I, only, I the only way the only thing I have on my note is that Lila decides to ride the mechanical bull, but I think there was a transition yeah. into it. Yeah, that sounds right. Lila rides the mechanical bill and Tim is into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I put uh, in my notes, I put Tim is hornier than usual. <laughs> <laughs> Lila does pretty well at it, actually. Um, and it, it comes up in that scene. Lila said, or yeah, I think Lila says, you miss me. And Tim says, you have no idea. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, it is on again mm. between Tim and Lila. Hard, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Next, we see Tammy cornering Landry. Uh, she drove all the way to the East Dillon campus. Yeah, she. I feel like she made up some excuse to. She had to bring something to coach or something. I don't know. Uh, but she, I feel like the real reason she's there is to corner Landry before school, ask him for any help or info he can give to figure out where Matt and Julie are in Austin. Yeah. Landry lets it slip that, uh, they were planning on seeing the heartless bastards at emos tomorrow night. Yeah. I haven't listened to the Heartless Bastards much, but I do know that there's a pretty good, speaking of uh, specialty beers, there's a pretty good beer called the Heartless Bastard that I've had before that I would recommend. I actually came across uh, when I was in Minneapolis uh, about two, three weeks ago now, uh, Jordan and I went record shopping in St. Paul and came across a Heartless Bastards record. Which I referenced, I was like, oh yeah, Matt and Julie go and see this band, Friday Night Lights. Uh, uh-huh. I remember the name, it's a pretty memorable name. And Jordan <laughs> yeah. was like, oh yeah, like I went to see them. They came to Sioux Falls like shortly after this episode. Oh, aired. for real? Like within a couple of years, yeah. Huh. I just looked it up, Heartless Bastard Beer, and it is actually a beer put out by Austin Beer Works. Mm. So interesting i don't know if they're connected to the band or the band is like too much to be a coincidence yeah 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 but yes landry does let it slip that they will be at the heartless bastards concert lila shows up at becky's mom's place um (laughs) Mm -hmm. asks becky if tim is around becky kind of asks lila about like how college is Lila tells Becky that she's been homesick. She kind of tells her, like, I don't really know what I'm doing here. Mm -hmm. And as she walks away, Becky tells Lila that she's so lucky and that she's so pretty. And I agree. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, I, she is lucky to uh, be with Tim Riggins. I would also Mm -hmm. Love to be with Tim Riggins and <laughs> so pretty. You know, that's all I could feel watching this episode. I, I didn't throw it in my notes, but I remember thinking like, man, uh, beautiful people just should be together. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Lila and Tim Riggins are a great couple because they're both beautiful. I, I've said this before. I do not remember who Tim ends up with at the end of the series, I but I am definitely rooting for it to be Lila, even though Lila is rarely in the show at this point mm-hmm. but uh some for some reason my mind tells me that he ends up with tyra which seems yeah. like a bad choice but i feel like that might be where it goes but we'll we'll see i felt like it was i feel like tim gets if my memory serves me tim gets a satisfying conclusion mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. show regardless of who it is i remember roughly of the circumstances so anyway i'm rooting for tyra or not tyra i'm rooting for lila at this point but 100 yeah um it's a good fit but yeah even becky, though it would be bad for lila's life like yeah which we like we hear kind of I like feel bad plan that, but yeah later in this episode it's like man i love you tim but it's kind of a bummer yeah Lila's capable of more than being the manager mm-hmm. of Riggins Riggs. Yeah. For sure. 
I feel like Becky really feels like a 15 year old girl in this yeah. scene. 100%. Um, yeah. Next scene, coach is <laughs> coach gives Vince <laughs> and Luke the assignment to like watch some game film together for McNulty. And they're like, okay, where do we do that? And coach says, I don't know, wherever you can find to watch it. And so they end up watching it at Sears <laughs> on one of Classic. the display TVs. This is Applebee's level product placement from <laughs> Sears. That's true. That's true. Maybe they, yeah, they, they got in on that Applebee's money that Applebee's well, doesn't, wasn't taken advantage of anymore. When I was starting up this episode, I, uh, I fired up the DVD player. My, my guest was still here. Um, I, like we were kind of saying our pleasantries and goodbyes. Uh-huh. And um, so I just turned on the, the, the Blu-ray player and um, it was still playing. Like, so it's one of those that like you turn it on, it picks up where you where left you off. Were. Yeah. So it was playing the credits from season four, episode five. And I just like literally turned it on. And as soon as I saw it get going, I hit pause and it was, uh, Promotional consideration paid for by, and it was Sears, no Under way. Armour, uh, yep. um, and two other, I can't remember. But so yeah, Sears definitely sponsored <laughs> they this They were season. in there. Nice. See, that's the stuff you miss out on watching on Netflix. So mm. I'm glad you got that. And it was just, I mean, by chance that I happened to catch it. But also this is, as we are reminded, this is where Stan works. Um, <laughs> yes. Because JD and his clowns, yeah. Uh, show up. I don't know why. I'm <laughs> Sears in 2009. Or two, <laughs> yeah. Like, why would high school boys go there? Yeah. You know, like literally maybe to like look at the big TVs because that was maybe novel could, in 2009. But you could go, go to, to like a Walmart buy. or Target or a Best <laughs> Buy if, if, if Dylan has one. Like, right. You know, once again, we've, had this discussion of exactly how big is Dylan, but <laughs> and in my mind, it's as, it's it's as big as Aberdeen, South Dakota, which is roughly fifty thousand people, which has a Target and a Walmart. And I think if you're that age, you're hanging out at Target and yeah, Walmart you before go you're going to, to Sears. Sears. Yeah. <sighs> okay, here's when I think of Sears. This is what mm-hmm. I think of, and this is off topic, but we'll do it anyway. Yeah. Uh, so. Especially back in like 2009 through, I'd say, 2015, I was very into, much like we talked about being into uh, specialty beers and being less so into them now. Back mm-hmm. then, I was I was very much into specialty coffee these, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, have you, I'm sure you've heard of like the, one of the most rare and supposedly like delicacy coffees that you can have is this. It's very specific coffee. It's a specific bean that is eaten by civet cats. Yep. And then they out the coffee beans and then they, okay. So apparently one of the places like probably closest to us that you could get this civet cat poop coffee was a coffee stand in the Sears of the mall of America in Bloomington, Minnesota. They had (laughs) a coffee shop in the Sears of the Mall of America where you could get that Civic Cat poop coffee. That's really interesting. Why? <laughs> that's that's like, um, that reminds me of uh, 
So I don't like to talk about Vermilion, South Dakota a lot, uh, but I don't know if you know about this about Vermilion. Uh, um, is that they have uh, there's a sandwich shop in Vermilion that was declared the best bread in the world by Oprah Magazine <laughs> in Vermilion, in Vermilion, South Dakota, and it is in a freaking hardware store. Yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly the same vibes. <laughs> and it's, I've been there; it's good. Um, you know, you talk to anybody that went to USD, and they talk about it like it's just the best place in the world. If we had Chase yeah. Hurt right here right now, he'd be like, "Oh my god, Mister Smith's! Anytime I go to Vermilion, I gotta go to Mister Smith's, bro." <laughs> um, like he has literally snapped me from Mister Smith's, and I, I'm always like, "Well, that's the only reason to go to Vermilion ever, I guess." <laughs> like, um. But um, but yeah, that's that's what it reminded me of is because yeah, it will because it used to be a grocery store and then it turned into a hardware store, but the restaurant they, stayed. <laughs> they kept like the deli, yeah, in there. Weird, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the deal with the coffee shop in Sears is, but uh, yeah, I don't think JD and the guys were there for coffee. <laughs> They're for or, craft coffee. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they were there, but they are there, and they start giving uh, Vince and Luke crap as JD and his friends are want to do, just generally being awful. Uh, however, Coach Stan, as we know, works at Sears. <laughs> He's at his day job. He steps in, and I did write down the quote for this one. You know what? Why don't you get the hell out of my department and get the hell out of my store? Because I'm just one jackass comment away from doing some serious damage. And if that happens, I would lose my job. And I love my job. You get me? <laughs> so, Coach Stan laying it on the line. Uh, JD and his friends uh, get out of there at that point. And Vince and Luke are pretty impressed by Coach mm. Stan at that point. Oh, he's from the east side of Dillon. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We get a little scene of Matt and Julie at their hotel room that they have in Austin. Yeah. Uh, Matt puts a song I can't tell if it's on the radio um but he asked Julie to dance it's kind of a nice little moment they're just kind of dancing in their hotel room mm -hmm. uh cut to Tim's trailer where the same song is playing and that's why I, I guess oh, I was I led to believe that. that it was in yeah okay. um or at least it sounded like it was playing on you know dingy speakers in both scenes huh. um same song is playing just a nice, uh, another nice little moment where Tim kind of like thanks Lila for coming back. Yeah. Not much to it, but. Tim seems very happy in that scene. Uh, we see Vince and his mom getting groceries. She's very excited. This is the most lucid we've seen Vince's yes. mom to this point. Um, she's very excited that Vince is going to be on TV. Uh, she's planning on coming to the game. Uh, gotta get a new outfit and all that. Um, Vince seems not very excited about that. Yeah, yeah. She kind of mentions as the scene is closing that um, you know, she'll clean herself up. Yeah, but yeah, he seems he's like, no, you don't have to come. You don't have to go all the way to McNulty to watch me play, watch me lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of a rough little scene between the two of them. Uh, we see Tammy getting ready for bed and kind of fuming about the Julie situation. 
yeah, she has mentally decided that she's going to go to <laughs> uh, Austin and she's going to go to Emo's and she's going to find them at this concert. Uh, Coach is like, uh, you know, maybe you're taking it too far. You know, she's like, Matt's a good kid. Like, she's probably in safe arms. She just knows that yeah. she's going to be punished when she gets back. So she's just not answering your calls for that. But like, they kind of go back and forth and he's finally <laughs> like, yeah, you know what? I support you. <laughs> Whatever. 100%. Yeah. yeah 100%. <laughs> All right. Next we see uh, Tim and Lila hanging out in the trailer. Tim is like basically pitching a job proposal to Lila. <laughs> yeah, he's giving her his like five year plan, which is pretty depressing. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. He's uh, predicting that Riggins rigs is going to get really successful. He's going to hand out business cards as part of his <laughs> plan. And I don't know how that longhorn steer hasn't pulled in the customers already. <laughs> what happened to the longhorn steer? Uh, I'd like to know. Uh, but he's basically saying when things get really big and successful at Riggins rigs, we're going to need a manager. And that's where you come in, Lila. Um, not, yeah, kind of depressing. So in this exchange, they kind of have a moment. I wrote down this quote. Lila says, what do you want? Tim says, you. Lila says, what else do you want? Tim says, you. All right. So Tammy wakes up in the morning. Well, we see Tammy in the morning crying, wakes coach up. Coach tries to talk her down a little bit from the Julie situation reassure, but it kind of becomes more apparent that it's more than just uh, Julie disobeying and going to Austin, but she's just having a hard time with Julie getting old, Mm -hmm. uh, older and letting go um, and letting Julie kind of be her own person and do her own thing. So Mm -hmm. yeah, hard, hard for a mom to do. I can imagine. Matt uh, gets a call from Landry. <laughs> uh, this is a nice moment uh, of comic relief. Um, Landry tells Matt about uh, how, oh, hey, I just wanted to give you a heads up that uh, uh, Mrs. Taylor, uh, you know, cornered me the other day uh, on campus and she, you know, asked me and uh, where you guys were and said that Julie hadn't, you know, had left without or permission or something like that. Yeah. And, and, uh, I told him you're going to the heartless bastards concert tonight. So I just want to give you a heads up. And he was like, wait a minute. Uh, Julie didn't have permission or something like yeah. that. And, and she was like, well, I got to go now. Cause I just <laughs> let another cat out of the bag. So I'll talk to you later. Landry just kind of continually putting his foot in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't, I personally don't feel when I was watching, I was like, I don't feel like you did anything wrong, Landry, like with, with, uh, principal Taylor, with Mrs. Sure. Taylor or with Matt. Like he didn't, he, he didn't, couldn't really know either way. That, right. Right. Know, yeah. What the full situation is. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, Landry just kind of, putting his foot in his mouth the whole time. Uh, Matt is not happy, obviously, that uh, he finds out when he finds out that Julie lied to her parents or wasn't completely honest with her parents. And in classic Julie fashion, 
Julie says, it's not a big deal. You know, whatever. It's not a big deal. Just like the tattoo wasn't a big deal or Mm. shoplifting with Tyra wasn't a big (laughs) deal. Um, And actually, it's not my fault. It's actually your fault, Matt, because I did this for you. Yes. uh, Because I want to make you feel better after your dad died. She bought the tickets. She said that she bought the tickets before his dad died, didn't she? She did. She definitely said that. Uh, Hey, Julie, I hate you. <laughs> the hate meters getting pegged. Amy T. Garden, come on the show. Amy T. Garden, come on the show. We love you. Julie sucks. Uh, Julie spills that she's afraid Matt is going to hate her for having to stay in Dylan, basically. Kind of, you know, calling back to the interaction she had with uh, Richard Sherman, uh, 49ers mm-hmm. defensive back. Um <laughs> <laughs> Matt apologizes for some reason. Matt apologizes for freaking out on Julie. He's been gaslighted. Uh, yeah, it's a complete gaslight situation. Gaslight situation. Uh, I just have in my notes in all caps. Julie sucks <laughs> yeah. at this point. Again, uh, this is this is why the Julie Hatometer exists right here in my mind. But back in. East Dillon, it's game time. Yes. Um, Vince and Luke are playing pretty well. Uh, the Lions actually score first. I couldn't tell if it was the first score of the game or if it was because they do specifically say that it was the first mm. time that McNulty has been scored on this season or something like that. Yes. I'm not sure if it was the first score of the game, but definitely a big deal that big they deal, scored. For sure. Mm-hmm. We kind of fast forward from there to the last play of the game. I actually thought it was like leading into halftime, not realizing that this was the end of the no, game. But seconds left. Uh, yep. Question, because uh, I want to know if I missed something uh-huh. uh, before we get there. The like commentators of the football game say that the East Dillon Lions have yet to name a quarterback. Didn't they have like some like pud that was? Like some yeah. white kid that was playing quarterback at some point. What yeah, happened had, to that guy? Did he, it, am I forgetting something or what happened to him? They had some Dangus Jones guy freaking <laughs> starting uh, who like started those first couple games, but he's definitely, um, yeah, he's, I mean, I don't think that they've called Vince up specifically yet, but he's definitely leading the pack. Yeah, I, I feel like they didn't keep us uh, up to date on that situation. But uh, yeah, we know from the last game that they've been running like the Wildcat, which is mm-hmm. basically like when you don't have like a really good quarterback, but you have two talented dudes that can do multiple yep. things. Okay. Yep. So I wasn't just, I wasn't sure if I missed something or what, but no. Um, okay. I think it just hasn't uh, officially been named yet because Vince is so new to the sport of football. Sure. Um, but uh, gets a chance on the last play of the game. They're down 14 to seven. Vince uh, dodges some tackles, but can't quite make it in. Um, you know, it's, it's the last seconds of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, hurry up offense and uh they, Vince ends up getting tackled short of the goal line and they lose 14 to seven. Yeah. But it is still a moral victory. It's yeah. disappointing, but it's a moral victory. Again, coach points out 
uh, he kind of pulls everybody together at the very, you know, as things are wrapping up and says, hey, listen, everybody out here respects you. You did a hell of a job. Uh, you can take that with you, carry it forward, and we're going to build on it. So, again, a moral victory. Uh, I'm not sure how the Lions got suddenly good other than uh, just, like, running the Wildcat, like, kind of yeah. figuring that out. Maybe I think that was the getting key. getting Luke, Luke is a key. Um, Vince realizing how talented he is is another key. Like, I think those are yeah. the two keys. You're right. But them, like... Putting in the uh, in the end zone against thirteen man defense. I don't know up there that you know. I guess up to this maybe. Point, I mean, can you name more than four people on this? East still in Lions team because I can't. I can name three. No, I can name four. I cannot name five. I can name Tinker, Landry, yep. Vince, and Luke. Yep. And that is it. Exactly. Exactly <laughs> the four that I had in mind. Yep. Yeah. Uh, maybe coaches 13 man defense was just the key that unlocked it all, but, yeah. um, uh, pretty Boost impressed by the jump that the East Dillon Lions have taken. <laughs> yeah. They went from full on jabronis like three episodes ago to contend, well, not contenders, but like taking on one of the best teams in the state. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Putting up a fight. Yeah. Um, next we see, we're back with Matt and Julie in Austin. We see the heartless bastards live. I assume it's the actual heartless bastards. And, yeah. uh, what is this? The OC we're getting like indie <laughs> bands live on the yeah. show. And they kept like focusing on the one guitarist who looked like a, like 45 year old dude. Did you I, notice this? I, I put in my notes. I hate the heartless bastards solely just by looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he did he looked old the woman also the woman singer also looked old i it seemed like a weird it seemed like a south by southwest man so right sure. yeah sure yep. uh matt in the middle of the concert asked julie if she wants to leave if she wants him to leave i should say um Julie's kind of taken aback by this and kind of like starts like crying and begging him like, no, I love you. Of course, I want you to stay. Mm -hmm. um, I love you. I was just saying stupid stuff. She's like crying, kind of begging him. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan again, <laughs> Julie, in this episode. And I wasn't a fan of this scene either. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, uh Meanwhile, Tim arrives. It was it was like the next morning. It looks like he's like arriving home to the trailer. <laughs> oh, I like the door's wide open. He's like walking in from the outside, and Lila's in there. Um, so I don't know if he was just like, I don't know if he's got a bathroom in there. Maybe he was stepping outside to pee. But it's, it's a weirdly framed shot because <laughs> okay, it looks like he's that, getting yeah. home, but the door's wide open to his trailer, and Lila's in there. Uh, but he. Takes her to the the Dylan bus stop <laughs> or the Dylan bus station, whatever that Dylan is. Dylan bus depot, I believe. D depot, is what yes, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Which like, I put this in my notes. Like he sees her off to the bus? Question mark. Uh, <laughs> like she does. Her dad owns a dealership. She doesn't have a car to get, get back car. home. She doesn't want much to do with Buddy Garrity, so maybe that's it. But I still don't think she wouldn't have a freaking car, though. She's Lila Garrity. 
Uh, you kidding me? This brought up a question for me. Have you ever taken like a Greyhound bus or anything like that? No, I'm interested in doing it, oh. but I've never done it. You wouldn't recommend? No. One of the worst travel experiences of my life. So the summer that I spent in Alaska, I came home earlier than expected because um, I was like, anyway, I was supposed to work at this camp. I didn't want to work at the camp, so I just came home. I flew into Minneapolis. I took a bus from Minneapolis to Sioux Falls, mm-hmm. which is like what? Maybe like a three-hour, 45-minute, four yeah. four-hour drive at the most. It was like a 13-hour bus ride. Oh, my God. It was so god-awful. Every 20 minutes, literally every 20 minutes, they would stop at some small town. Everybody would get off the bus and take a smoke break. Everybody (laughs) would get off, smoke a cigarette. You'd sit there for like 15 minutes. Oh, my God. And then, okay, everybody get back up on the bus, and you drive for like 20 more minutes, and then Everybody would get off the bus, smoke another cigarette, take another fifteen minutes. It was so god off. It was one. It was the worst travel experience of my life. I would never do it again. And granted, that was probably like worse than it actually is. But right. Oh my lord! It, it literally was. I I think I left at like ten in the morning and I got back at like ten at night or something like that to Sioux Falls. Something we've talked about is doing like a train trip. Yeah. Um, from like like drive up to Fargo because we're the only state in the nation that doesn't have a freaking right. Amtrak. Um, like drive up to Fargo and then like take the Amtrak to like Portland uh-huh. or Seattle. Um, I think would be super dope. But it's like that's something you have to plan like two weeks around. Sure. Yeah. Because it takes like three days to get now, there and back. Now I have done a train trip as well, but it was in India. So different, oh. but think Darjeeling Limited yeah, a little my bit. My favorite Wes Anderson movie. Um, we took the train in India, like overnight, an overnight train. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty cool. Like we had a bunk and stuff to sleep in. And people yeah. would cut, like, a, like a dudes would come around with food, like, yeah. chai, chai tea here. <laughs> like doing that whole thing. Samosas. Um, but, uh, we woke up in the morning and one of the people we travel with, they had a, they had a apple in their bag and a rat had chewed through the outside of their bag into the apple ate and ate the oh. apple. So it was like, yeah, it was definitely a culture shock type thing, but it was still pretty cool. Like it was cool to ride the train. So yeah. I feel like that would be better because trains are probably more like, uh, intentional and scheduled with their times right. more than like buses where it's like, okay, everybody get back on. <laughs> so I feel like we see a kind of a rare tender Tim Riggins moment yeah. here. It's obviously a big deal for him to say goodbye to Lila to see her off again. Uh, they kind of painfully say goodbye mm-hmm. a little bit. She rides off. I feel like I don't remember for sure again who Tim ends up with, but I feel like it's a final goodbye. I feel like we got one episode in season yeah. four to say goodbye to Lila. Yeah. And this it's is kind it. of like a, a piece of closure. Yep. Um, for sure. So we'll see what happens. Uh, next we see Matt drop Julie off at her house. So they've made it back from Austin. Matt's dropping Julie off. They kiss and exchange. I love yous. Um, I, having my notes this kind of also feels like 
the almost like a precursor to the final goodbye. Like maybe yeah. not this isn't the final moment, but we're leading up to that. Yeah. And that's even more obvious in the next or in like what happens yes. soon thereafter because Julie goes inside. Tammy's waiting up for her. What also kind of honestly feels like a gaslight moment is that Julie walks in, knows that she's in trouble, knows that Tammy's Absolutely. waiting up for her and like emotionally breaks down. And I do think that she is actually concerned about Matt leaving, mm-hmm. but it also feels very manipulative. 100%. I put in my notes, if I was Tammy, I'd probably just let her cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because, hey, I'd be super pissed. And yeah, it just is obviously manipulative and yeah. gross. Um, yep. But yes, I also agree. I do think she's legitimately sad. Yeah. I do think um, she's worried for sure, actually. But but the moment that she deploys this emotion is very like, mm. she knows she's in trouble. She knows that Tammy's going to see this. And she knows that Tammy's about to freaking lay the smack down on her. <laughs> yeah. So she plays the, my boyfriend is leaving card. Yep. Yeah. It works for her. It seems to work for her. Um, yeah. Like I said, I don't know. I feel like I'd have a hard time letting that fly uh, yeah. as a parent, but I'm also probably more of a softie than I realize. So yeah, Julie plays it just right, I think, is what we're getting at here. Absolutely. She knows what she's doing. Yep. Uh, Matt is sitting outside his own house, back at the Saracen household, outside in the car. He's not going in yet, but we see Ma and Grandma Saracen having a little interaction about like the their TV reception yeah, and didn't. size and buying a TV. I don't know. What talking about. I, was, I, I was kind of focused on Matt because he was sitting outside just kind of See, it looks like he was reflecting. Yeah. On everything. Uh, in the subtitles on Netflix, I don't know if we knew this. Do you know what Moss Harrison's name is? Uh, yeah, I do. I can't think of it. Don't I tell me. Like maybe we knew. Don't tell me. Um, because Matt, like, we've heard like Coach say it. Maybe. Before. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say it because I know once you say it, I'll be like, duh, I know it. Um, it's not Eileen. No, we know Grandma Saracen. Oh, Ma Saracen. I'm Ma sorry. Ma Saracen. Yeah, because Grandma Saracen is Lorraine. Lorraine. Yeah. I don't no, know. I'm talking I, about Matt's I don't know what, mom. I don't know what Matt's mom is. According to the subtitles, when we when we had uh, Ma Saracen talking off screen, and so they put like the name of who's talking, mm-hmm. Shelby. <laughs> Nope, definitely did not know that. <laughs> yeah, that I I that rang zero bells for Shelby me. I was like, Saracen? we, we I, I was like, oh, I feel like we have to know. We had to have heard this at some point, but Shelby rings zero bells for me. Quick, just check. Shelby Saracen, sure enough, on IMDb. I don't. Yeah, I don't know when they let us know that that was her name but apparently it is apparently jess's mom's name is bird jess's mom have we met jess's mom she was credited in this episode as bird merriweather (laughs) we have not met jess's mom yet all right so 
Tim heads back to Becky's. She asks, how's Lila? Tim says, gone is his response. Uh, Once again, I feel like Becky is really acting like a 15-year-old girl here, asking Tim a lot of questions, says a lot of 15-year-old girl things. Um, She's like talking about soulmates and stuff. Yeah. And she's like, was she the love of your life? Do you think she was your soulmate? Because I don't really think soulmates are fair if you only have one because like I'm in in Texas and what if my soulmate was in Abu Dhabi? Like that wouldn't be very fair. So I think we have multiple soulmates, which is like, that's a conversation you have like, like you and I could have now, but not like when somebody's had their heart broken, like give it a rest, Jess or Becky. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Very 15 year old girlish. Tim, (laughs) Tim tells her to shut up, please. Becky, (laughs) Shut up, please. Uh, He's drinking a beer here. I'm starting to tune in a little bit to the Tim Riggins big rig beer tally, but. Still leaning on you pretty heavy for that. That's all right. I'm I'm keeping my eyes keen to it. So that away. Uh, the very last scene of this episode is Matt just driving, and we get the impression that he is driving away. Yeah, this driving. Be- he's he's in rural Texas. We can't yep. see any buildings to suggest he's still in Dillon. He's nope. and he's smiling. Yes. Uh, we. I got the impression that maybe this is the last we see of Matt Saracen. I don't know. It's no. not. No. <laughs> okay. There is one pivotal scene that I specifically remember because of a music cue that I am hoping is still on the DVD version because I remember <laughs> watching it on the direct TV when it aired. Yeah. Uh, in 2009 or maybe 2010. Um, that uh, is one of the best music cues in this entire series. Oh, wow. That involves Matt and Julie. So nice. And I think actually Matt sticks around until like. Until season five. I think he's still on the DVD box for season five, but I may be wrong. Okay. Right on. Right on. Well, it it feels like a very farewell. It feels like it could be a goodbye for sure. Yep. Whether it's just farewell to Julie or farewell to all of us viewers, um, Mm -hmm. it feels like a final moment. Roll credits. That's the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. We're going to be right back. We're going to give out some awards for uh, episode six of season four. All right, we're back. We're going to give out our awards for the week, and we will start, like we always do, with the Coach Taylor Inspo rating. Anthony, what did Coach have going on this week? Yeah, um, we don't get a lot from Coach no. in this episode. Um, you know, we get him uh, <laughs> arguing with the media, um, upset about that. He... Uh, gives game tape to his players with no place to watch them and forces them to watch him and watch it in a Sears. Um, he is pretty like supportive of Tammy, but also like not. I feel like he's just like managing passively. The situation. He's like very passively he's supportive. Not, yeah, he's not taking the lead at all. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of like, I am just gonna kind of lay low in this and do what I have to do 
Yeah. Yeah. This isn't a very strong outing from Coach Taylor. I'm feeling like a one or maybe even a zero. <laughs> I feel like this warrants a zero. Like it's it's not bad, and we don't go negative in the Coach Taylor rating, I don't feel like. No. But uh I don't feel like there's really anything to be inspired positive. By. No. Yeah. All right. So this is a rare Coach Taylor zero. Um, but hey, we can't be at the top of our game all the time. None of us exactly. can. So that's fine. We all got to take L's every now and then. Julie Taylor Hatometer. I mean, I've we going expressed to my feelings. I've expressed my feelings on this. It's pretty bad. I don't know if it gets worse. I can't remember for sure. Yeah, that one, like I, I said, that the, the one scene that I remember specifically from season four that involves a music cue, a very special music cue, hmm. um, a very specifically Matt music cue not to spoil it too much <laughs> okay I see where you're going with that um, but and I, like I said I hope that it's on the DVD but I know for sure it was in uh, the direct TV uh, version and it's, yeah. I know it was after this particular part so I'm still crossing my fingers that it happens okay. um, I should Google because I know which song it is and which artist so I'm uh-huh. going to Google that in a second um, uh-huh. but uh Oh, man, this is this is about as much as we can hate you. Like it just everything she does is manipulative and terrible. Like there's not a redeeming moment for her. So it's really not. I'm willing to give her the uh, the Kobe Bryant uh, GIF. Of- <laughs> it's a ten. I'm waiting for the text. I know it's coming. Yeah. No, I'm I'm googling the <laughs> I'm googling <laughs> that. The music uh, yeah, the song. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's go for the 10. It might get as bad or worse, but I think this warrants a 10. And if anything is worse, then it just also is a 10. So, Julie, we're giving you a full 10 on this. Uh, this is the reason why the Julie Taylor Hatometer exists. Uh, congratulations, I guess. Oh, no. They cut it. So, I just looked it up. Uh, this is the, I can't, I can't believe that I forgot that I, I, cause in my mind there was a specific, and maybe it was Matt sitting outside of his house with Lorraine and Shelby mm. inside, uh, <laughs> talking, but cause like, for some reason I was thinking of Matt on a porch, but, uh, there was originally in the direct TV version, um, don't think twice. It's all right by Bob Dylan, which yeah. is the best breakup <laughs> song of all time for my money. Um, I once made a breakup mix, uh, <laughs> yeah. for myself, and then burned a copy of it. Uh, back when burning CDs was still a thing uh-huh. for Denny Myrink, who was going through a breakup oh, wow. when we were both at SDSU. Yeah. Um. God, I wish I could remember what was on that mix. Uh, <laughs> but I know for sure that it started with "Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You" by Led Zeppelin. Nice. And I can't remember what the final song was, but it, it kind of had a, I think maybe the final song was I'm going to find another you by John Mayer. I think it had okay. a, uh, a transitional, yeah, like, like a little hope at the feel. End. <laughs> um, and yeah, don't think twice. It's all right. It was on there for sure. Because one of the greatest breakup songs of all time, uh, one of the greatest Dylan songs of all time. I'll have to give it a listen. I'm sure I've heard it, but I'll have yeah. to. Oh, it's so good. It. <clears throat> so good. So that it's, was this episode. Yeah, it was this episode that it was originally on the direct TV version that got uh, from my, I think the, the, uh, the house of cards by uh, Jamie Mefford and the blue light, which is 
in the DVD version. Um, I think that's what they threw in, which, yeah, it's a bummer. I've been looking forward to that from the jump since we, since we established music cue of the episode, Uh I've been waiting for this particular one. So I'm glad at least we brought it up because man, what a bummer. You, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. What a bummer that we don't get the the original experience. Yeah. In this. I can't it believe sucks. like between like I understand like with Netflix and Hulu, maybe that would change. But like the DVD, if you released the DVD like just months after these episodes aired, I'm just gonna look up when the DVD re- I, I like mean, what the release date was. I re- I remember buying the DVDs not long after the seasons aired because yeah. I I didn't you know DVR wasn't a thing then and so it was really hard to was. watch it. It was but it was rare. Well, yeah, not for me, I should say. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Um so I remember waiting until the season was over and then buying uh definitely season 4 and 5 I watched on DVR but like seasons 2 and 3 this came out in in August of 2010. Like, how could they not secure? Like, how did they not think like we have to release this on DVD? This yeah. wasn't the 1980s. How do you, yeah? How do you where, not like it was? This wasn't the Wonder Years rights. where they didn't like look forward and go, oh, this someday is going to be released on home video right. widely. Like, yeah. how do you not secure the rights for DVD and like streaming is a whole other thing, but for freaking DVD, come on, that's ridiculous. But I'll anyway. be interested to see what happens with the OC on this because the music was mm. a huge part of the OC. Yeah, I think that's going to be more of a Friday Night yeah, Lights. I think that's going to be more, but but it was before. Who knows, maybe we'll be. Yeah, I, was, I didn't. I didn't watch those on the original broadcast, so we. I, I'm none the maybe, I'm none the wiser. That's a good point. That's a good point. But yeah, but it was before the OC was before Friday Night Lights, so it was probably yeah. even less yeah. of a thing to yeah. secure those. So that'll be interesting. I, I but the thing is too though, I wonder because I watched this on NBC the first season. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much of it had to do with the direct TV exclusivity. I wonder if they said sure. we'll license these songs for the direct TV broadcast and not even put them on the NBC rebroadcast. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. I wonder if that was part of it was like, we'll re do the music huh. later. That's what makes me wonder. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that being a thing. It still seems weird that like, why wouldn't you yeah. include that? But I'm maybe. half tempted to see it. Cause like I've read, I feel like on the one that we had a couple of weeks ago, that was like, um, that we couldn't figure out what the song was. <laughs> yeah, somebody had posted the like entire internet cannot figure out what the song is. Somebody posted like I bought it off of iTunes right away and they had it. And I almost wonder if like, hmm. um, because that was like next day, yeah. you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's man. That just takes so much away because that was a powerful, like such Shoot, a, yeah. listen, I've been a Dylan fan for a long time. And I was a pretty casual Dylan fan when this episode came out, but I remember being like, holy shit, this song rules. And knowing that I'd heard it before, hmm. but like this put it in a whole new light, like for me. Hmm. What's and the it, name of the song again? It's called Don't Think Twice, It's All Right. Kesha also does a killer cover uh, of it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Like, no joke. Um, Ooh, like, Waylon Jennings has a version of it. I like yeah. Waylon. Kesha does. 
Kesha did like a genuinely like emotional cover of it. Uh huh. Um, it's really really good for this like Dylan covers album that came out um Jeez. in the early 2010s. Yeah, Johnny Cash, Peter Paul and Mary, Allman Brothers Band, Elvis Presley, Joan Baez, Waylon Jennings, Indigo Girls. This must be a good song because it's, it it's a great song, widely yeah. covered. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's. I don't know if I would call it Dylan's best, but it's definitely amongst. It's from his best album. Nice. Um, I've never noticed the fact that uh, Matt loves Bob Dylan and Dylan. It's the Dylan Panthers. I just noticed that while you were saying. Oh, I never had. I feel like that's probably a coincidence, but. But it's it's funny because I had uh, when we first like made the connection about. Uh, listening to Bob Dylan and, and drawing pictures. And I thought about this music cue. Like that is how much it stuck with me. It was huh. a, uh, a fantastic music cue. Um, and I totally lied. It's not from Dylan's best album. Why did I think it was? Because my favorite Dylan album is uh, blood on the tracks, which is a breakup album. And I hmm. don't know why I thought that because I'm pretty sure that it is much earlier in his discography. So yeah, you're going to make me, you know, here's why I thought it was from, uh, but on the tracks so that we can get back on track is, uh, so remember how I told you that Kesha does a great, don't mm-hmm. think twice. It's all right. Cover Miley Cyrus does a great cover of you're going to make me lonesome when you go, which mm-hmm. is on blood on the tracks, which is also a breakup song, which is also one of those where I knew the Miley version before I knew the Bob Dylan version and the Miley <laughs> version of that song is absolutely killer. Miley Cyrus has fantastic covers. I don't know if mm-hmm. you've heard, like listened to any of the Metallica covers that they that they've been putting out. I've seen a lot of articles about them, but I've not listened to any of them. Miley Cyrus has a good one. Yeah. of nothing, nothing else, else matters. matters. Yeah. Everybody covered nothing else matters. Yes. There's like 50 covers of nothing else Chris, matters from Chris that. Stapleton also has a really good cover of that yeah. one. But yeah, Miley Cyrus is. Of an extremely talented individual that I feel like has not getting enough credit. Yeah, she because well, of her I, antics. Yep. Well, her and Kesha both like yeah. underappreciated artists that like I'll still I still whenever I hear anybody, especially now, whenever I hear people like talking trash about Kesha's vocals, I'm like, dude, get fucked. Like, <laughs> there's yeah. she's released two vocal albums where she's like splayed it out. Like, yeah gone all out on it and like if you like i remember like back in the day i had to like defend her hard because there was that she did a cover of dead flowers by the rolling stones and that was when she was like doing her auto-tune where i'd be like hey you talk about kesha i will play this video because she can sing Uh but now she's done albums where she sings and it's like she's super talented you're yeah if you deny it you're just ignorant basically i'll defend kesha to the end of my days <laughs> all right big rig beer tally how many did we have here i had two i had two. one at the bar and then one near the end when he's having a beer outside when um tell us becky, becky yep yep <laughs> what what when was he in the bar again remind me with uh mindy and billy oh, when billy yeah, is like the honky tonk yep with um Lila rides the mechanical bull. Can we give uh goofus malufus award yet? Or is it too soon? It still feels too soon. Maybe, you know what, you know what, him putting on that song on the radio and asking dancing, 
Julie to dance in the hotel room, I think is the, yeah, I barely took any notes on that scene. Cause I was kind of rolling my eyes the whole time. So. Yeah. That's well, that's, there it is. <laughs> yep. Uh, the Donnie buddy Garrity sleazeball move of the week. We barely see buddy at all. Um, I think yeah, he's like in the audience in the, um, at the game, but that's it. We yeah. very barely see buddy at all. So. Shoot. No Joe McCoy stud of suds scums, mm-hmm. uh, smug scumbag move of the week. No Joe notable music cues. Uh, that's painful. I'm going to count it. I'm going to say okay. it. <laughs> um, we didn't watch the direct TV version, but I did back in 2009 and I'm giving it to Bob Dylan and don't think twice. It's all right. It's a fantastic song. It was a perfect song for this scene. And man, I wish they would have just kept it in. I wish they would have secured those rights. Like not just notable music cue of the episode, but of the series of the series for me, probably the one that's aside from devil town in season one, the one that stuck with me the most for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a shame. Outdated pop culture reference of the week. Did we have anything? Um, The only one that I think I mentioned during the course of the episode was uh, when Julie looked at who was calling and the phone uh, uh, caller ID just said home. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah. The landline, her just home landline was, and that Tammy was using that to call her, I think. Yeah. yeah. Home phone numbers, which is related to last week's outdated pop culture reference, uh, um, which was calling restaurants or other people's houses to get a <laughs> hold of people. Um, sometimes I think about this of how many childhood friends. Oh man. Who, whose uh, home phone numbers I remember. I've still got uh former reliving the lights guests, uh, both miles Kuiper and, Austin Ringling's home phone numbers memorized. Oh shit! From back in the I day. know I could do. Um, God, I'm trying to think of was it Carter's? So I my grandma's was three six two two, ours was two two one three, I think Carter's was two two five eight. Maybe that was the Hertz though. Yeah, I think it was the Hertz. It was two two five eight. I God, I wish I could remember what Carter's was because it was. Be like two six nine eight, two six nine eight was Carter's. There you go. Uh, Inks was three seven zero one. I want to say that sounds right because I feel like I had Inks mm-hmm. in the recesses of my brain somewhere. Yeah, uh, somewhere in there. Friend of the show, Austin Ringling three eight four one. Friend of the show, Miles Kuiper three zero five one. Got both those. Grandma three four two four. Yep. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. What's your my great grandma's was actually two 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 two. Oh, nice. Um, which I didn't know when I was a kid, and I remember like being a kid and being like, I wonder what happens if I just do this. And I remember like my <laughs> grandma picked up, grandma. and I was like, I hung up. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now you barely remember like the most important phone numbers. Yeah. I still have everybody's phone, uh, home phone number in my cell phone. Like all my high school friends. Oh, I don't. Have both their cell phone and their home phone. I have done a lot of, uh, I'm not as, I'm not that good, but I have deleted a lot of numbers out of, uh, my phone. All right, so that's our outdated pop culture reference of the week, home phone numbers, quote of the episode. A quote that I wrote down, we've got 
Lila and Tim having a moment in the trailer. What do you want? Lila says, Tim says, you, what else do you want? You. Yeah. That was probably the the only only one that I wrote down. I think that's all I wrote. The only other one that I wrote down was Becky asking Tim, how's Lila and Tim responding with gone. gone. Yeah. Those are, I feel like those are pretty related quotes as well. So let's give it to Tim and Lila. What do you want? You, (laughs) but sorry. I have to mention, I just was looking on the IMDb and there's the goof is uh, factual errors. Tammy Taylor tells Julie that if she got into three schools early decision, she could go to a concert in Austin midweek. As an educator, Tammy should know that one can apply early decision to only one school. <laughs> okay. All right. Who, who did that movie? Dude, one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zero of five found this interesting. <laughs> Wow. Harsh. It's cold. Uh, Okay. Our MVP of the episode. This episode is very focused on Tim and Lila and Matt and Julie. We know for sure that it's not Julie. It's not Julie, for sure. I'm inclined to say either Matt because of his triumphant ending the of ending. this episode. Yep. Or Tim. We're spending an episode with Lila Garrity. <laughs> my gut, my gut instantly went to Tim. My my reasoning for Matt was the same. It's just the ending. Mm-hmm. I feel like we see a genuinely happy Tim. Yeah, I think I think I got to go with Tim because not only do we see a genuinely happy Tim, but we see it a genuinely broken Tim at the end of it. Yeah. Um you know, we see how much her being gone affects him and we see how much him being or her being around affects him. Yep. I think this is a big episode for Tim. Yeah. No, I like it. Let's go with Tim. Uh I feel like we see Ernest honest authentic team in this episode yep, we, absolutely. and we love to see that so yep congratulations tim riggins you are this week's mvp of the episode episode rating uh last week was a big one for you i honestly feel like this one is bigger for me than last really? week i enjoyed this one more i think i said an eight last week i'm inclined to go with a nine for this one yeah. i really like this one i think this is a good episode i i liked it a lot would have liked it more if Bob Dylan was still on the soundtrack. <laughs> right. um, I'm thinking an eight personally, mm-hmm. um, just because we went the nine last episode, which I thought was a near perfect episode, if not a perfect episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know that I can give this episode yeah. to that level, but I, you know, we can, I don't know if we can meet in the middle as like a strong eight. I think we better go. I think we better go with an eight because I feel like you felt stronger about last episode mm-hmm. than I feel. I don't feel as strongly about this episode. So mm. eight is fair. Uh, I'm fine with that. So uh, that's it. What is, uh, what's our lesson of the episode? What's the takeaway? What's the the moral, the lesson that we can apply to our lives? You know, whether it's uh end of high school and distance or whatever it be 
Uh, you get a girl like Lila Garrity, you don't let that go. <laughs> yeah, enough said right there for sure. Because uh, you will become uh, a miserable alcoholic. <laughs> uh, if you're a high schooler and you have the best parents ever, maybe don't skip out on a couple days of school to go to Austin with your boyfriend to go see the heartless bastards. Not worth it. They're weird looking. Uh, (laughs) I think if you are a guy who looks like Landry and you get the chance to uh, have a passionate kiss with, with a a woman like Jess, (laughs) maybe don't bring up other women the next day or whatever. Like, Not only don't bring up other women, maybe don't lead with, I might be hung up on another woman. So I don't know if, I don't know how, if I want to go through with this. Like That's oh a major God. screw up. That's a major screw up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully you uh, take those lessons to heart and uh, apply them to your life. Um, Gentlemen, you get a beautiful woman. Don't let them go. That's <laughs> more or less the lesson. That's pretty much it. Is. That's pretty much it. Don't say something stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that is our episode for the week. It's been a pleasure to uh, talk Friday Night Lights with you, Anthony. It has been a pleasure to uh, talk Friday Night Lights with all of you listening. Shout out to our listeners in the the West Indies. As always, and Laos. Yeah, shout out to our listeners in Laos. We appreciate you. We appreciate you wherever you are. Uh, Reach out to us on Twitter at Reliving Lights. We love to interact with you all there. Uh, Give Anthony a Movie Dude 2 rating for this week. Uh, Things got a little spicy when we were recording. You might see a screenshot (laughs) of Anthony with no shirt on. Thanks to all of you for sticking with us this far. Yeah, I feel like if you've made it in like 60 episodes, I'll go ahead and consider you a friend. Just yeah. uh, <laughs> you've spent a, enough time with us. So thank you. We appreciate <laughs> it. Let's make it to the end of this this show together. Don't forget uh, when the uh, OC podcast comes out, <laughs> go ahead and subscribe to us there. But um, we appreciate you all. Have a great week. We'll see you next week for another episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch God.